Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kalei coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, loving comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Colors, comic corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kalei coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah. Life loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go. Do you know what day it is? It's off the top of your head, real quick, without thinking about it. What day is it? I know it's Monday, but the only reason I know it's Monday yeah. is because I know yesterday was Easter. Oh, well, there you go. Otherwise, but here's the thing. I didn't realize yesterday was Easter until, like, almost 1 a.m. Easter morning. I was like, oh, today's Easter. So here's the thing. I'm, here's the question I have, then. Do we really even need... The structure of naming days anymore. Once this pandemic is over, can we just be done with days? We just know that it's another day, but that's okay. I, you know what? I've become so apathetic. I'm, I'm fine with it. Oh, it sounds good to me. <laughs> I also believe that we're. Well, I know that I'm done with handshakes. You told me that the other day. Yeah, it's. I believe that as a society, we should all be done with handshakes. Should, should we do, should we bump knuckles? No, I don't want to touch anyone. Should we, should we do like thumb? A thumbs up is, is okay if you want to do a thumbs no, up. No, like a thumb bump. Hell no, that's, that's touching. I don't want to touch anyone's dirty nose picking thumb. Ew. Who picks their nose with their thumb? Dudes with big nostrils, I guess. <laughs> Only you, Cullen Bun. Only you. I'm just saying, it's something we can be done with. Also, I think that this will probably have proved, should prove to a lot of employers that people can do their job remotely. For those people who can work from home and work remotely, and if they've been successful doing it, a lot of employers should know that people can do their job remotely and not worry about them going and crowding into their little freaking cubicle. You know, had I been able to work from home, I probably would still be a bill collector. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't. I hated that job. <laughs> I'm just thinking. These are the things These are the things I think about. This is what keeps me up. Keeps me up at night. Really? Thinking about the things that will be gone or should be gone. Handshakes, gone. You know what I was thinking about last night? Not to change the subject. What were you thinking about? So I don't sleep well at night, as we all know. And I'm laying in bed, and I'm playing this game, Cooking Frenzy, Cooking Madness, Cooking something. Where you're Cooking like, Dragons. It could be Cooking Dragons. It seems like a lot of the games you play on your iPad involve dragons. They do involve dragons. Um, 
But anyway, I'm laying in bed last night, and I'm playing this cooking game where I have to cook the food and then serve it to the people. And and uh, I found myself wondering, in my head, I could hear John Taffer from Bar Rescue yelling at me for not being quick enough or not making making things right. Maybe that's telling you that you shouldn't be binge-watching so many episodes of Bar Rescue during this pandemic. You know why? You know why I love John Taffer so much because he yells at everybody about everything, and internally, that's how I feel. I want to yell at everybody about everything. <laughs> that's comforting. So, I'm, I'm very, I'm comforted by except your, you, except you, sure, and Squish. You sure. and Squish are fine. Okay. Well, everyone, coming to you it, from the depths of Snake Mountain. <laughs> Is the podcast you feel like you should disinfect when it comes inside, but it's okay not to. The Bungalow. Yay! (laughs) I am one of your hosts, Cullen Bunn, and with me as always is... The better half, Cindy Bunn. So, uh, first things first, Cindy. Uh, We're going to start this episode of Bungalow on a little bit of a somber note. Yeah. Uh, Since we recorded last, um, our good friend... Uh, Kevin Watkins has passed away, so we lost a member of not just the Bungalow family, but the Bun family, really, yeah. um, and uh, I just thought we should do a quick uh, shout out to Kevin. Uh, a lot of the people who listen to the Bungalow, maybe you met Kevin at conventions or, or around, if you're in our area. If you're in our area, you knew Kevin in some way, probably. <laughs> Whether you wanted to or not. And uh, and Kevin was a huge supporter of all of our efforts. Uh, he was a great sounding board and a great friend and a great cheerleader. And he was uh, the life of the party and extremely positive person. And he didn't meet anybody that he couldn't help out and didn't want to, to help. I mean, he, there were people he didn't want to help, but <laughs> when he first met them, he always gave everybody a great chance. Yeah. And most of the time, uh, he would help you and do give the shirt off his back. I think everybody should be a little more like Kevin Watkins was. Um, but uh, this is just a, that's our, our one little somber note here is just saying goodbye to Kevin and that we're going to miss him. And that he's left a a big hole in uh, in the world. So um, and our hearts. Yes. Um. So he was the best. Yeah, he was awesome. Um. But anyway, that that's that great friend of the friend of of, of ours <laughs> is gone. So, of everybody. Of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll miss him very much. And with that, uh, Samson the dog, who is the most uh, (laughs) empathic dog I've ever met, has jumped up to make sure we're both all right. Um, He is is the dog that is always, uh, if somebody's upset or worried or stressed out, he immediately goes to their side, including other animals. Um, If he wasn't so (laughs) stupid, he would be, and broken himself, he would be an amazing therapy dog. But instead, he's just uh, a nuisance who's charming and sweet Aww, sometimes. He's but, a good boy. But anyway, um, so uh, what's been going on then, Cindy, this week? What are we What are we talking about this week? Oh, gosh. Um, 
can't finish the thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second, just because that 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 da- that dawns something dawns on me with that. Uh-oh. Because uh, what I've noticed is all these things that are suddenly that weren't super expensive are now crazy expensive. Yes. So you've been playing, you've been doing jigsaw puzzles. You've always loved jigsaw puzzles. Yes. And since we've been locked in the house, you decided to rekindle your your love, love affair with puzzles. Yep. And uh, but they're super expensive right now. On- it's ridiculous. Seriously, there are puzzles. Like there is one particular puzzle. I can't remember the maker of it, but it's I've always wanted to get it, and it's like a it's like an old school comic book. Sh- uh, like the sh- like the shelves of an old school comic book store, right? And um, and I've always thought that one would be fun to put together, just because of you. And but I've never. It's one of those things that I've always looked at, but I've never bought. So, and it was always like a fifteen to eighteen dollar comic or uh, puzzle price. Yeah, puzzle. And uh, I went to look for it the other day. They wanted fifty nine dollars. For a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. And I'm just. I'm just. Baffled by. Yeah I noticed. Uh, and, and that's because people are. You know cooped up. Puzzles are something fun. And relaxing right. for, for folks to do. Um, although you bought one. That apparently. Was missing a piece. Which drives you crazy. It was missing more. I think it was missing more than one piece. That was it was partially my fault, but the seller totally screwed me over. It was like a 500 piece, it was a Thomas Kincaid, and it was like the picture of Central Park. And it was really pretty, and I thought, oh, this will be fun. So I bought it, not realizing, even though it said clearly in the eBay description that it was without a box it was new without a box and so i got it and it was just a bag and like this little picture of what it was supposed (laughs) to look i was like what the hell it was like printed off somebody's printer right i was like what the hell is this so anyway so just for grins i started doing it and i couldn't even freaking do the frame the outside frame it was missing pieces of the frame and I, being the jigsaw puzzle bitch that I am, I will not do jigsaw puzzles if I know there are missing pieces. I want the satisfaction of seeing the entire thing done. And if I know there's pieces missing, it's not going to happen. So I shut it up and threw it in a trash bag. Thankfully, that I was like a fifty dollar puzzle. No, no, no. I bought it off eBay for like seriously for like five bucks. Well, but that's what still, you get. You got. You're yeah. lucky you didn't get ten percent of a puzzle. Right. <laughs> so I'm convinced that this this Jacklip that sold me this puzzle, I really think he had part of a puzzle. <laughs> I think he resealed the bag, and then sold it as as new without the box. And that's a bullshit. Is that what you really think? Um, but I also noticed other things I saw that were uh, 
like uh, I was looking for a little camera and mic uh-huh. for a computer. A friend of mine, we were going to do some stuff, and, and he needed one. And I, I told him I had extras here in the house, uh-huh. but uh, I couldn't find them. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to grab one off Amazon. These things cost $12 is what oh, I paid for it. Oh, no. Um, so I'll just grab one off Amazon and send it to him. But, of course, they are no longer 12 Well, it, they might be $12 ones out there, but they're all gone. So all the little cams and mics, the ones I bought for $10, $15, are like $60, $75 now on on oh Amazon. Because no, I they're it. gone. Yeah. You know? Um, Go so, get them, killer. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> Off to attack whoever just walked by the house. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I noticed that was... Uh, there's certain things like that that are expensive. Yeah. It's not just, you know, it's it's interesting to me the way certain things have changed, you know, how things are changing yeah. prices and everything. But I couldn't find those little mics because this house is a disaster area. Our house? It is. No. It is awful, Cindy. And most of it's my fault, uh, especially our downstairs, because I decided that this was the week... I was going to, uh, or this was the la- the month I was going to go through my comic books and all the closets and all the stuff I've collected over the years yeah. and organize it. How's that going for you? <laughs> I hate organizing. <laughs> I can't stand it. And so I've got all these stacks of old comic books. And first of all, my comic <laughs> dog's angry about something again. First of all, my combo collection is is trash. Most of it's just not worth anything. It's so, it's nothing that anyone would want to collect, but uh, but me apparently. And then I have to organize that trash. It's awful. <laughs> um, so uh, is that something I, I could help you with? I'm just packing it all back up. It's a little more organized than it was. <laughs> so you basically brought all your your comic book crap out to organize, and you're just like. Screw it. Dozens and dozens Screw and it. dozens of boxes. And now I, what I've done is I've organized it into 95% trash that I'll never look at again and 5% stuff that is actually. You should donate that to like the Dream Center or something. I feel like then I would have to organize, I would have to actually, I feel like I would have to go through it again to see what would be appropriate to donate. And that sounds awful. <laughs> so. Screw the needy kids who might enjoy reading a comic book because your time is too precious. Way to be a humanitarian, Cullen Bunn. I would like to argue that that's not the way I feel right now, but that is exactly the way I feel right now. I really just can't. Oh my gosh. I just can't. Hey, we all have our limits, man. And I just, I feel like it's every, I'm, I'm exhausted all the time. And a big part of the exhaustion, I think, is all this junk that's piled up everywhere. And I got a, I've got four closets that have to be organized and I hate it. <laughs> now they're mowing the grass next door. This is a, this is a fine quality podcast <laughs> that we have here. Where's the buns? I did put some pillows up against this window to yeah, see if that, that would be sound dampening. But it is it's not, not working. It is not so working. So we apologize. As usual, our non-classy <laughs> podcast. And boom! With the magic of the pause button, 
No more landscaper doing our grass mowing. No more dog freaking out. Well, I can't. And, but now here comes the cat. Oh no, and he's the worst. <laughs> so anyway, um, this like I said, it's. Uh, I think everybody can be a little forgiving of. Uh, can they? Of, well, I don't know. When anyway. they've got decent quality podcasts to listen to, they're gonna keep listening to this. Right. Well. Did you just send the cat flying across the room? <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So anyway, so we were you were during our pause our downtime there. You were showing me that you had this article you were going to say for your news of the weird, but it was sort of about weird things people are. Yeah. Are, <laughs> are, bless America. I swear, I don't know how to, I don't know how to handle this, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pause it one more time, and I'm gonna fix myself a beverage. I swear to all the gods above and below, this is ridiculous. I, I, I almost. First of all, I almost blew a gasket there, but also I almost if. I probably would have just deleted the whole thing, everything, but you got so much joy over my frustration, I couldn't just delete it. Oh my god, that was the best. I wish they could have seen the look on your face when the when the weed eater started going again. It's like the dog barked and summoned a weed eater outside our window. <laughs> Look at him looking at you. He's like, what, Dad? I'm just trying to be supportive. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. But I'm back. I wasn't going to drink today, but I got a Moscow mule now. <laughs> I'm on my second rum and diet cherry Coke, so life is good. I wasn't going to have a beverage, but I guess I am now. <laughs> All right. So where were we? What were we talking about? Items that people are hoarding or stockpiling. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I had this article... That I was saving for my. It's not even news of the weird at this point. It's just kind of like Cindy's news, because let's all be honest. I'm a weirdo, so it just whatever news piques my interest, right, is probably going to be weird anyway. But anyway, but yeah, I found this article about five weird products Americans are stockpiling during during the quarantine. So, like, what do you, like, obviously we know toilet paper and, you know, Lysol wipes, antibacterial wipes, and paper towels, and that kind of stuff has been, you know, the norm. But what do you think some of the other ones would be? Oh, here's, okay. So, things that people are stockpiling. Yeah. Let me think. I was, I was, I, I can come up. Paper towels. I just said oh, that. Oh, you said that? <laughs> I thought you said toilet paper. Um, paper towels. Other things people are stockpiling. Some of them are kind of, some of them kind of make sense and some of them I'm just like, really? Come on, people. Um, ramen noodles. No. Believe it or not, the number one thing that people are stockpiling, which kind of makes sense, I guess, if you're thinking long term, um, fruit and vegetable seeds. Like okay. it's and I know for a fact our neighbor our our neighbor that I'm really good friends with, she was telling me 
that she was trying to order seeds online for and she does a huge garden every year. But she was trying to get seeds for her garden mm-hmm. and she actually had to make a run to Lowe's to, get seeds. to actually get seeds. She couldn't find them online anywhere. Well, you know, in one of these four closets downstairs here, we have a can of seeds that you bought for when we, uh, for prepping, back when you were on a prepper kick. We were on a, we were on a <laughs> bug out bag kick. Well, I made, yeah, we made a bug out bag, but we put seeds, so we have vegetable seeds down here somewhere. We also have like a, like a 14 day food supply for the three of us somewhere. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be telling people that they'll come steal our 14-day food supply and our seeds. But, yes, that's true. If people are coming to our place to steal 14-day food supplies there, and they deserve those food supplies. I give it to them. True that. All right, seeds. What else, do, what else are people uh, stockpiling? This one I have a really hard time understanding because, granted, I'm always lazy. But I've been even more lazy than ever. Mm-hmm. Dumbbells and, and fitness, other fitness equipment. Dumbbells? Yeah. Why the hell do you stockpile dumbbells? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I could see that there's an increase in purchasing because people have to work out at home now. Mm-hmm. But to stockpiling, to me, that's not stockpiling. That's just pe- more people are buying them. Stockpiling, why Listen, do you stockpile dumbbells? I'm just dumbbells? reading the damn article. Don't judge me. You stockpile things you run out of. And a dumbbell doesn't wear down or run out. It never weighs less than it does when you buy it. So that's just more people. I think that's just people are buying more of it. That more people are buying it because more people are working at, working at home. Yeah, that. What else? Yeast. Apparently people want to bake bread. In the quarantine pandemic. Don't they know you can buy bread by the loaf? Apparently not. (laughs) Apparently not. Okay, well, bakers, maybe they need to keep their... And I actually saw somebody... Apparently, there's a real shortage of yeast, like, in stores and online. And one of my friends um, had posted today... I believe it was my friend Tiffany. Had posted today uh, a recipe for a... A makeshift yeast, which with like potatoes and sugar and I don't know. Anyway, so apparently there's a real shortage for yeast. So if you want bread, just okay. Find yeah. a person that's stockpiling yeast. Yeah, there you go. This one I feel like speaks to us as a couple and as a house. Is it Cheez-Its? Because I've been craving Cheez-Its. No. Okay. It's booze. Oh, well, of course people are stockpiling booze. How are you supposed to get through this? So, but yeah, they, uh, <laughs> total online, alco- online alcohol sales are currently 291% higher than they have been. Well, I will say this, maybe, maybe some people are stockpiling booze, but I don't feel that we have any more booze in this house than we usually have. You usually have a pretty good supply. We do. In my Snoop Dogg fridge. It is your Snoop Dogg fridge. <laughs> we should take a picture of that Snoop Dogg fridge. Well, usually it's I've got a decent supply of alcohol in my bar, but uh, I don't know that we have more than we would normally have. Really? 
Yeah, don't. How much did we buy from Sam's Club the other day? Yeah, but that's because we were out. <laughs> that's not stockpiling when you're using it. We bought two bottles of when Prosecco. You, when you're using it up, that's not a stockpiling. A Moscato. I think you, mis- you misinterpret what stockpiling means. That means if we had like six bottles of Buffalo Trace instead of three. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've been drinking out of, I have a bottle of Jim Beam upstairs, and I have a bottle of Sailor Jerry's downstairs, so I can get my bourbon or my rum fixed whenever I want. And also, what was that big old bottle of vodka you pulled out today that I've never seen? That's that's cabinet vodka. That's my <laughs> hidden vodka. <laughs> but we're not stockpiling. But I'm not, sto- well, I'm not stockpiling any more than I would for a bar. Because if I'm if I have people come over, my philosophy. Are we a bar? Who's coming over, Colin? It, it, but what I'm saying is, my bar would always be stocked up. That if someone came over and said, "Hey, I would like a vodka drink," I can That's make true. him a vodka drink, That's and I true. don't want to be able to guy. I don't want to be the guy that says, "Oh, I can't make you a vodka drink because I can't make you a Sterling because I don't have vodka." Oh, shout out to Pat now as well. But so. Or a Moscow Mule, for that matter. You can't you... make a Moscow Mule. You open a can and pour it into a copper mug. I'll make a Moscow Mule right now. That'll blow your... You have ginger beer, Cullen? I do. You do? Yeah. It's called stocking your bar. <laughs> I have several bottles of ginger beer in the fridge. <laughs> can you make me a Long Island iced tea? Uh, I have before. I could make you one right now. Absolutely. With all the stuff we got in there, you bet I could make you a Long Island iced tea. I'm not talking mishmash, pour a bunch of booze. No, I could make you a Long Island iced tea the way a Long Island iced tea all is supposed right, to be made. here's one. Here's one. All right. Could you make me a hurricane? I would... I don't necessarily... Yes. Oh, I made used to make hurricanes for my birthdays and stuff. Remember? I made her a big old... That was after we took that cruise from that left from New Orleans. Right. And I got super drunk at Pat O'Brien. Yeah. But I could make a hurricane. <laughs> I don't have... Uh, I don't have probably like passion fruit or stuff like that to mix then the fruit. Then it's not a hurricane. So I don't think I could make it, well, <laughs> you know, right this second. But uh, <laughs> what you need a hurricane for? <laughs> Why <laughs> you need a damn hurricane? It's true. I got mimosas. I got lemonade and bourbon. I got lemonade and vodka. I have been thinking, and I told this to some people just a couple of days ago, that when this comic book writing thing just completely evaporates for me, as it appears to be doing right now, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think I'm just going to try to become a bartender. You, look... I don't like the idea of you being a bartender because you got all the boozy, big boobed, hot chicks sitting at the bar trying to woo you. Not at the bar I work at. What bar are you working toothless at? Toothless Joe's is what I call toothless it. Toothless Joe. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's some toothless, big boob women looking looking for a hottie. Also, it's all about the tips. The what? The tips. <laughs> With a P. <laughs> If anybody knows a good divorce uh, yeah. But I have honestly, I'm 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 seriously wondering how to supplement my income and maybe being a bartender. And I've thought about it for a while because I used to, you know, I you used to go, I used to go and work. Uh, I'd go right at the bar. I'd sit at a bar for yeah. a couple of days a week, and I, I, that's one of the things I really miss. You know, being mm-hmm. you know homebound right now. Yeah. But I used to tell people about it. Oh, I went and worked at the bar. And they'd always like, you work at a bar? And it got me thinking, I could work at a bar. 
I could. I can. I know how to do my pours. I could do. I'd be a great bartender. You but watch enough bar rescue. You know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but uh, so who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Well, just please don't leave me. Are you saying putting up with you? Don't for... leave! Don't leave! Don't leave me for some stupid bar bar bitch. What if it's an intelligent bar? Bitch? I swear to God, I will kick you right now, right in the junk. You can't reach me from there. There's a there's a microphone stand between us. Ah! It's abuse. Sammy, it's okay. The dog, the dog just stood up like, "What is happening?" All right, so All right. let's talk about some news of the weird. Then, do you have any other news well, of the wait, weird? We didn't go back. What about oh, there's comics? still more. What about comics? I'm pretty, sh- pretty sure that me saying I may have to go seek a job as a bartender sums up what's going on with comics for me right now. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure if people read in between the lines there. <laughs> we poured. <laughs> but, but I'm pretty sure that the the idea that comics uh, are right now <laughs> seemingly on hold um, may may tell the story. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so there's not a whole lot to tell comic book-wise right now. All right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Well, I just found out, for for everybody that is obsessed with bobbleheads. I'm That's very, still a thing? I guess. I'm very excited to announce that the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum in Milwaukee is creating a bobblehead for Dr. Anthony Fossey. Well, that's awesome. I didn't know that bobbleheads were a thing still. Oh, yes. They're apparently still a thing. But no, they're actually creating a bobblehead for him. And they're going to sell it for uh, $25 each. Yeah. And $5. Way to be a big, you know. Uh, All right. Take one for the team. But $5 from every purchase is going to the American Hospital Association in support of their efforts to make to get masks and personal protective equipment for healthcare workers. Well, that's pretty good actually. Cuz $25, you got to think it's not cheap. I can't imagine it's cheap to make the bobblehead. So that's probably that's a good percentage to go to that. That's awesome. Yeah. I would like it if it would talk scientific fact in that uh, thick New York accent. <laughs> like you press a button and it would say something. What do you think about this this crap about Trump saying he wants to fire Fossey. Well, was that wasn't Trump said that first of all, right? He tweeted he it. Retwe- he retweeted somebody that hashtagged well, fire Fossey. So they both need to choke on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I mean, if that were the case, and and it could very well be he's that's his way of uh, of uh, of. Uh, Sort tweet. of easing into the idea of firing it because I've seen him do that kind of stuff before. He says something stupid or retweets something. And uh, first of all, if you're getting your policy from hashtags on Twitter, just so we are all on the same page, you are a jackass. Oh my! So, uh, so that's fine. If that's what he wants to do, uh, I mean, it's stupid. 
Um, but I prefer to uh, listen to people who actually know what they're fucking talking about. Um, but that's it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that he actually... I didn't know that he said it. I saw that he retweeted somebody. He did. Um, yeah, you're right. It which, was. Which, lay off the fucking Twitter. You're goddamn president. Right? Sorry to... Shouldn't you have bigger and better things to worry about than tweeting? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. That's me being... That, that's, that is the... Uh, that is all of my... Uh, uh, I, I recently, on Twitter... Posted that now is the time to be a little more kind to everyone in the world. But I don't really... Our president's a jackass. So, Well, here's my thing. I've tried, like... I'm not going to lie. Like, when I first... Like, when we first heard the news that we had lost our friend Kevin. Right. I was really big on forgiveness and acceptance. And I know, Sammy, it's bullshit, isn't it? And, you know, just trying to be a better person and love everyone. And that lasted for a few days. And then I was like, you know what? I am tired of dealing with people's bullshit. I am tired of suckling people's teats. And, you know... How many teats are you suckling? Apparently a lot. Because I'm overhydrated and I'm tired of it. Well. I'm done being nice. You know what? If you're not nice to me, I'm not nice to you anymore. Bye bye. Boom boom. Bye. Well. Peace out, bitches. I'll do my best to be nice to you from now on. You should be. And if you and if you do that bar job, I swear to God, if you bring a bleach blind, sun in spraying strumpet home, is sun in still a thing? Like bobbleheads? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I did sun in when I was in high school. You did? Yeah. Well, it hold up, hold up. Cullen Bun used that's sun the, in? That's the stuff that you put in your hair, right? Yeah. That's spray and it's supposed to lighten your hair. And I had super dark brown hair. Yeah, you did. It oh turned it God, bright red like... <laughs> it turned it like carrot top red. <laughs> pictures of that. I don't... I, I'm certain there are pictures out there about... But, yeah, I mean... But, yes, I tried Sun In when I was oh in high school. Oh, my God. The commercials were very compelling. Those people looked like they were having a great time. Listen, I remember in the ninth grade, I had the biggest crush on this guy, which... This should have given me a big clue as to my life choices until I met you. Because you are... You were my happily ever after, and I've always said that. But when I was in the ninth grade, I was had the biggest crush on this guy who had quit school and had come and his mother had married the mayor of the city I lived in and he and he had left to go on a hunting he'd gone on a hunting trip with his with his family. So I was trying to find something that would make me stand out and make him notice me when he came back from his hunting trip. And I wanted to color my hair. And my dad said, you are absolutely not coloring your hair. So we were trying to grow grass in our backyard. Grass? Grass. Because it was all, we had lived, we had moved into this house, it was all red clay, so it was like a, you couldn't get anything to grow in this red clay. 
So my so my dad had ordered this load of topsoil, and it had been delivered, and it was in our backyard, and we were trying to like he had us like trying to like spread it out. <clears throat> my mom and I we lasted for about two hours, and my dad said just go in the house. But anyway, but. So my dad would not allow me to color my hair. He was very adamant. He's like, no, you're only in the ninth grade. You don't need to color your hair. Your hair is a beautiful color, whatever. Well, my mom, being my cohort in crime, we found sun in. And we were like, we're not technically coloring my hair. So, <laughs> so my dad and my brother were out in the backyard. My mom and I were inside. And we spread, oh my gosh, my hair looked like I had just come out of the shower. I had so much sun in, in my hair. And we went out in the backyard and we were like, no, we want to help. What can we do? And, uh, yeah, so that's how I highlighted my hair was with sun in. Did it turn it blonde or bright red? Blonde. It did Ooh, turn it blonde. There you go. But my hair was originally a dark blonde anyway. Yeah. So yours was... Did your dad notice? Oh, of course he did. Oh, okay. And he was like, what did you do? And we were like, nothing. Do you know what I took away from this story? What? That much like me going to work as a bartender, <laughs> you worried that your boyfriend... Would, he wasn't my boyfriend. Or your, and he this, still didn't notice me when he came back from his hunting trip. This dude would find someone on his hunting trip. <laughs> Who's he going to find out there in the woods? And then he ended up dating one of my best friends... And she, and so that obviously ended our friendship. Did she use sun in? She did not use sun in, but she did tell me later on in life that he had a tiny wee-wee. So there you go. So she saved me from having to deal with that. Have another drink, Cindy. I'm not drunk. (laughs) I'm not drunk. I just know, I just typically, when when a woman starts talking about (laughs) wee-wees... I was sure. What, do you want me to say penis? I, I don't, ever. a small penis. I don't ever head. want you to say that. Alright, what's our next story of the weird? <laughs> that took that bobblehead story took a wrong turn. <laughs> it took a straight from bobblehead to penis. Did. Which... Oh, my... Well, here's one from Manchester, New Hampshire. Alright. So, this man... His next-door neighbor knocked on his door... Mm-hmm. And said, yo, can you please turn your music down? Okay. Okay, his music was too loud. And apparently it pissed the guy off. And he chased, he grabbed a two and a half foot long sword and chased <laughs> the man around the neighborhood. What was he listening to? Is there any indication of music he was listening to? It does not, but my... my... Was he listening to Carmina Burana? <laughs> what? <laughs> what was he listening to? My gut my gut instinct tells me it was something like Motorhead or... Well, see, what or... he's listening to really would determine how violent he is with that sword. I mean, if he's listening to Motorhead, okay, then he's going to be very uh, frantic and chopping with it. Look at this but... dude. He looks like he'd be listening to Motorhead. Or not Charlie to, Daniels, I'm not sure. Or a Charlie Daniels type of dude. But if he's listening like the soundtrack to Conan or something. Oh my gosh. So, you know, uh, so did he hurt this gentleman? No, there were no injuries. 
he was charged with criminal threatening, but anyway. By the way, if for future reference, if someone chases me with a sword, I'm going in my house and I'm getting my sword, and then there can be only one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> there can be only one. I've got something to say. It's better to burn out than fade away. Oh, Colin. That's right. That's the Kurgan. No. You're, it's the Nerdin. The Kurgan is it's, not a nerd. It's the Nerdin. The Kurgan is awesome. <laughs> the Kurgan Nerdin. All right. So. All right. Um, and that's really all I got. I had those. I had those. Uh, those three. Well, we had three or four. Yeah, that's good. I had one about Joe about Joe Exotic, but it was kind of dumb. So I'm just kinda also like, everybody's talking about. I'm Joe. scrapping it. Anyway. Everybody's talking about Joe Exotic yeah. these days, and I feel like we've had enough adventure on the, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> Sammy, you want to you gonna sign us off? All right. Well, Cindy, you sign us off. So long from the bungalow, where the air is salty. And so are we. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kelly coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, love, and comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Cullen's Comic Corner. Yes, yeah, where it goes. Down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kelly coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat. Life loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain.